Now tuning in to Earbud Media, audio for everyone. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media, audio for everyone. Hey, Cody. Yeah, dude. Guess who has two thumbs and is trying to Charlie Brown their way out of cramps? Wow, I'm gonna guess. Hmm, hold on. Give me a minute. Really gotta think about this one. Is it you? (laughs) You're ruining my bit. Oh, yeah? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, wait, what was your bit? Do your bit. I... It was I thought the about... first half was your bit. It's fine. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to ruin your bit. Wait, let's go again. Okay, okay. Hey, Cody, guess who has two thumbs is trying to Charlie Brown their way out of cramps? Who? Me. Wow. See, now that was much better. Yeah. I'm glad you did that. <laughs> you know, it was like that, like, irreverent humor about, like, cramps and also, like, that throwback to Charlie Brown. Like, that dance I... <laughs> move that nobody knows. Oh, so you mean you're physically, like, doing the Charlie Brown. Yeah, to, what the to fuck did you think I mean? Maybe, I don't know, maybe the fictional character Charlie Brown had a, had a way to get, deal with cramps that I wasn't yeah. aware of that maybe you knew about. I don't know. Yeah, instead of hotboxing myself and having a heating pad <laughs> on my body, I have instead put a physical Charlie Brown on my uterus right okay, now. Okay, that's not at all what I said. You're twisting my words. You said it. No, no, I said the fictional character Charlie Brown might have had a theory about cramps and getting rid of cramps. However, what you, you said know. and what I thought was the maybe that you were... D- no, wait, just, you're not letting me finish. <laughs> 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 what you made it seem like is that you were doing the dance, the Charlie I Brown. Am. like the phys- But I don't think you are. <laughs> you don't know. You haven't I mean, seen me since November. Uh, I haven't seen you ever. That's so. what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that our listeners know that like the first and only time that we have ever skyped about anything ever, (laughs) aka our podcast, was in November. Yep. I think earlier than that, actually, maybe even it had October. to be because we launched in November. Yeah, it had to be October. Yeah, and it was something completely different, and then we ended up creating this podcast. <laughs> yeah, it was like some two-hour thing where we were like, we should talk about a podcast, and then we ended up just being like, yep, so Twilight. Um, we were gonna like brainstorm ideas, and you were being businesswoman city, and I was like, damn. And then somehow we talked about Twilight, and then here we are, six yeah. months later. Yeah. And that's the only time I've ever seen you, with the exception of the weird-ass filters that we do on Snapchat. You're not wrong. Yeah. Although but, Allie's very bad at Snapchat and breaks her street constantly, but it's fine. Okay. It's fine. First of all. <laughs> yes. Um, so how are you doing, Cody? Oh, <laughs> so I don't even get it, first of all. <laughs> no. Great. I'm great. I'm great. How are you? Well, I am having cramps right now, but I, But you are doing a, a mean Charlie Brown, so... I am. I did want to tell you a story, though. Oh, please God. So, in our AU, where instead of doing a Twilight podcast, we have a retail podcast instead. Oh, God. Um, this would be a whole episode, but instead I'm just going to give a quick quip about it instead. So, sure. there are a lot of reasons why I'm very excited to educate high schoolers. Right. 
However, today I encountered a reason why I am the most excited to educate high schoolers. And this sure. is why. So about 50 yards from where my work is, there is mm-hmm. a little stand of those like really shitty t-shirts the ones with the like irreverent south park humor um where it's like i'm his and she's mine and it's like go make me a sandwich like those like you know like the nasty like hand in the armpit kind of humor yeah right they're gross so anyway this group of teens walks into my store today and i see this kid wearing this shirt and it makes it like my instant reaction is just to start like cackle screaming because <laughs> it throws me back to like 2009 2010 internet and i don't know how else to respond and this kid is maybe 15 wow. and the best way to describe this shirt is uh i don't even like saying this out loud but it's the like the pedo bear meme Oh, no. Yeah, and he's he's maybe 15. Please keep oh, this in mind. No. And so my instant reaction is just to, like, cackle. Because I don't... I haven't seen this in years. Like, sure. Cigarette in the mouth, like, who is she? Haven't seen it in years. Yeah. So I... I alert this, this child, like, actual child. And I'm like, <laughs> wow, nice shirt, right? His response, Cody, is not... <laughs> His response is, yeah, furries, right? I I want to leave this planet. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, what? That was not even close to what I expected to come out of his mouth. And I tried so hard to keep it together. And I was like, "Mm mm-hmm. And I, I like, ran to the break room and busted out laughing because I'm sorry. (laughs) So now add that to my tinfoil hat conspiracy theories. I mean, is it a conspiracy? Like, I just, I have so many questions about the interaction and I'm so excited to work with high schoolers. Oh, boy. So that's where I'm at right now. No, that's a good, that's a good place to be. Yeah. So, retail, am I right? Am I right, ladies? Yeah. We do have a few things to check in on um, that are more Twilight-related. Well, I mean, to be fair, bears are within the Twilight canon. Uh, (laughs) Just because they live in Forks. They live in the Pacific Northwest. Like, yeah, obviously. We have talked about bears bears quite a lot in this podcast so far. You're not wrong, but I feel like that was, a, that was the thinnest connection we could have made. Speaking of bears, <laughs> Twilight question. We hit a couple of cool milestones this past yeah, week. Yeah, boy. One of which you made the fanciest of decaled artwork for. See, you say this, but I literally just uploaded a screenshot to Twitter and then put two Twitter stickers on it. So I don't understand. I just, like, I'm not a, I don't, it's not graphic design. It's just, I, literally the bare minimum. <laughs> I'm shook. Truly. Wow. Wow. And what was that for, Cody? Uh, cause fucking y'all, we hit 20,000 plays on this podcast. What the bow, fuck? Bow, bow. Literally. I am a human air horn. I, I'm just. Wow. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Damn. 
Well, I can't believe in like 35 episodes of this podcast, that is the thing that you're most outraged by of something that I've said. <laughs> of all I the don't... garbage that I've said. That is what you're just more like, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> that's the one. The one that's thing. It. That's the one that like pushes you over the edge. That's <laughs> the one I take the most offense by. Yeah, I mean, that's fair, actually. It changes the meaning of back in the old episodes when I used to do an air horn at the end. <laughs> like, Listen, but, it was me all along. Hey. I'm very talented. <laughs> okay, but this is the kind of shit that you can't say around me because you you just start saying shit like this and then it sends me on a journey in my mind. Like, you can't do stuff like this. Hey, Allie, what if, what if I was Tom from MySpace? You know? Just like, what if that was me? I was him the whole time. Hey, Cody. Yeah? What if God was one of us? Fuck! <laughs> Who gets to say it now? Who gets to say it now? Get wrecked. Yeah, right. that was pretty good. That was pretty good. It wasn't on the game. You, you got me there. All right. Anyway, a, what were we talking about? We're talking about Patreon now. Well, thank you for listening to our podcast <laughs> 20,000 times. Thank you. Anyway. Yeah. Segway, my av. Listen. <laughs> you just want to bring up a topic and then not discuss it, so I'm just trying to, like, at least give the people a little bit of something. No, I want you to talk about Patreon while I finish drinking this water. Oh, well, making me do all the legwork. Great. Um, mm-hmm. Well, if, uh, we are hitting some goals on our Patreon, thanks to our lovely supporters at all levels, especially the $1 levels, because we've been getting a lot of those, and, like, God bless. Y'all are doing the Lord's work. Thank you, DMT. There's probably a Kendrick Lamar song that we could be playing right now. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But thanks, y'all. Yeah, we thanks for, it. like, helping us make this pod and helping us pay for it, because podcasting costs money, believe it or not. What? Yeah. Legitimately, about 15 minutes ago, Cody and I just had a conversation (laughs) where I asked Cody, like, what do we do with this? And Cody was like, we make money? (laughs) So that was a conversation that I didn't know could Uh, be possible. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. But like, our, our very near future goals are like, at getting actual merch, like shirts and stuff, so we can have that happen. Because that also, believe it or not, costs money to do. Yeah. So, <laughs> shocking to anyone. But, yeah, we want to get that happening. Yeah, I mean, stuff. I want a baseball tee. So. Listen. listen. <laughs> it could happen. It's an American pastime, so. Listen, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But the idea that we would be able to have... The money to be able to invest in that? Like, sorry? <laughs> sorry, what? Um, so that's super cool. Thanks. In yeah, other thanks, guys. announcements, yeah. um, Cody, you were kind of on top of the game with discussing the Burke Museum. Last nice, week. dude. So that's dope as hell. When I was on Tumblr last week and kind of browsing the interwebs aka not browsing the interwebs um (laughs) browsing the least kind of interwebs as possible um the scum of the interwebs (laughs) like honestly um (laughs) the that link of the truth versus twilight was making the rounds and kind of blowing up on there so you were kind of setting some trends listen i don't want to say you're welcome but you're welcome so I'm just saying that there's been a huge increase of the amount of vampire discussions on all sorts of podcasts and internet lately, so you're welcome. Yeah, I mean, we're just doing the Lord's work over here, 
So we're just trying our best. And I mean, with Stephanie, like we're doing the Christian Lord's work. Oh boy. Um, oh boy. Speaking of Stephanie and questions, oh we got a few. one of your award-winning segues. <laughs> Honestly, I'm on. They just segue keep getting right better. <laughs> um, I did ask for questions. We got two from someone I will not name, but just like to this person who I will not name. I have a lot of feelings about the emojis in your username, and I don't want to go on another diatribe about it, but, like, <laughs> the clown is killing me, is all I have to say. It was giving Allie night terrors, is to say the least. <laughs> yeah, night terrors throughout the past 12 hours. Oh um, okay, so the first question. Other than Fifty Shades, will we read another series slash go into another series? Ooh. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, what else is Twilight adjacent, you know, that we haven't already ha- planned? Yeah, I mean, it depends no. on what folks are interested in. It's are true. we sticking to, like, vampire lore? That's a good question. It, it depends. I'm interested in reading whatever folks want us to continue doing. So if we could only ask Stephanie one question, what would it be? that's it there it is i think that was more of just like a guttural soul sound and not even like that's all i needed um she'll get the point across you know i had a question earlier and i don't remember what it was oh 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 i remember what it is (laughs) why why fickle films why fickle fish? Why fickle fish? There we go. There it is. There it, there is. It, is. There it is. Had it in two. Yep. <laughs> you know what they say. <laughs> the old proverb, had it in two. <laughs> Me trying to tell my grandkids oh anything. <laughs> the legends. <laughs> we used to tell each other stories back in the day. That's going to be, like, me sliding in on the skateboard my first day of class. You know, kids. Oh, I, still say- thought, I still thought you are going to be talking to your grandchildren. <laughs> but just on a skateboard? No, on a Segway, obviously. Oh, uh, well, hey. I mean, as long as there's wheels, you're there, so. Honestly, you're not wrong. We should probably talk about the book. I guess. We've been going on for, like, 15 minutes at this point. We should probably... Yeah. How many times have I said that throughout this podcast? Almost every single episode. So, so like, like 34 times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> About that. Yeah, I would say. Can you imagine just like a supercut of that? Um, would it be a Lord's supercut? <gasps> the, the great teen anthem supercut by Lord? Yo, I Lord. fucking love that song. So, anyway, this. <laughs> this album um yeah this album that is this fucking novel uh, um, the audiobook album of twilight there was a word that Ileana kadushin said so wrong in oh, chapter no. 13 and i can't remember what it was now but Great. it threw me off usually i'm like yes Ileana, like this is a fucking banger but she said something and it shook me also i so the first chapter I listened to completely, like, 
1.0 speed because it's chapter 13 and like I need to savor it and <laughs> it's perfect because it's Jazz's story. But chapter 14, as we'll get to later, is just like a filler episode. Mm-hmm. What? Where am I? Just a filler chapter. So I listened to it on like 0.2, like times two speed. Yeah. And it was like being on drugs. I don't know what being on drugs is like, but if it was, it was just, it was like being in some sort of fun house and Ileana was just going faster than the speed of sound. It was mm-hmm. great and wild. Okay. Chapter 13, newborn, um, AKA one of the best chapters so far because it's not about Bella and Edward. Sorry. And about the it. standards are low. So yeah, especially for Eclipse, but it's not about the standard love story. Like, it's not about the main characters. It's about the side characters. So mm-hmm. it's going to be better. Um, and it's Jasper's origin story. So it's pure. And by pure, I mean tragic and painful. And it just hurts. And I love it. So I'm really excited to talk about it. So last chapter ended with Bella being shook over all of Jasper's scars. Yes. Yes. So... Before Jasper starts in on his story, he has to give a little bit of a backstory to it. And I need to preface this too. So Jasper is old, right? As with all of the vampires. But he's like an old soul. <laughs> like he's, he's what you would consider when you think of like a, a grouchy old man. Yeah. But within a a 17-year-old boy's body. He's like an old baby. (laughs) He's he's the boss baby. (laughs) I was going to make that joke, but I'm glad you ran with it. Yeah. Yeah. What if Jess was the boss baby? How many characters are we going to call the boss baby by the time this is over? Too many. But he's not, like, the boss baby. He's a a soldier baby. He's a... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He's you're, a drowning at, you're grasping at straws here. He's like a little old man. Yeah. Old man baby. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so one of the prefaces that he gives before this story is that usually when Bella has come to understand vampires is that she thinks of them as having eternal lives. But Jasper comes to understand them as not Aka, um, their lives to him are usually ones of lasting weeks, maybe months, but usually no more than a year. Mm-hmm. And so his life kind of confounds him. And even living within the Collins kind of home and space that they have doesn't really suit the life that he's had. And therefore, that's why it always makes him feel uncomfortable. And so he kind of sets that preface before even going into his backstory. And so Bella's kind of confused, but goes on anyway. As he starts this story, the whole family doesn't give a shit. No, not at all. (laughs) And that's how you know that Jasper is the old man of this family. Of just like, gather around my porch. I'm going to tell the story that I've told for the upteenth time. Mm-hmm. And everybody's going to pretend to nod along, even though we've all heard this before. Jasper is a human, or not a human, but, like, he's the vampire version of not back in my day. <laughs> like, honestly, yes, exactly. 
Um, the only other people that are paying attention, of course, are Bella because she's entranced, and then Edward. Mainly because I think he's more interested in Bella's response than anything else. So Jasper goes on to tell the story. And the way that he begins is describing humans as red dots, which is a very odd way of describing human life. Yeah, but <laughs> um, Not the it, first thing that comes to mind. No. No, it's not. <laughs> but I guess it's important for understanding the way that Jasper also views life is just like blood. Nope. Um, but it's also important to remember that he uh, respects and reveres the Volturi, which the northern folks don't. And so that's something to keep in mind with all of the southern covens too, I guess. And there's a lot of northern versus southern comparisons happening here too, which is odd. And another thing that it's like, Stephanie, why did you, why are you doing this? Civil war, but vampires. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. The southern vampires, too, like, fit all of the standard stereotypes as well of, like, they only come out at night and they spend the whole day plotting how they're going to kill people. It's weird. Yeah. Um, He goes into this, like, long story about the first people who created newborns, um, the first person being, like, Benito and starting it in Texas and all the stuff that's just, like, Stephanie going wild with all of her lore. Literally. <laughs> just, like, having a blast creating her world. It's She's just, just like, like jerking off all her OC. She's like, yes, I love all this world that I created. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's gross. Um, the one thing to know about that, though, and, of course, this comes up later in the chapter as well, is, so, it started these kind of, like, turf wars, right? Once things got out of hand, and of course the Volturi found out about it, and the newborns that were created were executed immediately once the the Volturi got there. And when Jasper's retelling this, he's shook, right? And Bella even mentions that it's the first time that she's seen him kind of like afraid, which is important to kind of remember. So then we get to his actual personal story. We find out that he lived in Houston and Ugh. he was 17 oh. um, when he joined the Confederate Army. Uh, I mean, less uh because, like, gross. Ugh. But mm, it's like a ugh. Yeah. Um, he told his recruiters that he was 20. And the only reason he got away with it was apparently because he was tall. So how's the... How, eight- yeah, what are the standards? <laughs> What's the procedure like? <laughs> yeah, so how are the 1860s working out for you? Listen, if Bella can get into college without literally picking up a book all year, maybe someone can get into the army just because they look a little older. Yeah, I just like, what the fuck? He was apparently the youngest major in Texas and wild, first of all. <laughs> Um, that's the only part of Jazz's story where I'm like, Jazz, I love you, but, like, also, what were you doing down there? Like, Yeah, come on, baby. <laughs> um, I hope that you didn't, like, stop. Mm. Anyway, so then we get a story of how he changed. And there's a few issues with this story, mainly from, like, Stephanie's perspective. So <sighs> he mentions that he was in charge with evacuating women and children from these like boats or whatever and he comes across three women 
And there's this one part that I feel like is important to mention, mainly because most of the people that we've come across in these novels, most of the vampires anyway that we've come across so far have been white. Mm-hmm. With the exception of Laurent. Right. However. Second, yes, my hero. My homie. Vampires, as we know, are across the world. Yeah. So there's no way that they can all be white. Right. And as the story goes on, as these novels go on, it will be confirmed that they are all not white. So there's this part when Jasper is confronted with these three women where he mentions that there is one woman who had black hair and whose features were quote clearly mexican but who's had pale skin and was porcelain in the moonlight now there's now here's the thing you can have light skin and be mexican wow whoa like wow (laughs) you know like the dichotomy of man however I know Stephanie's writing at this point, mm. and she's trying to whitewash his character. Right. So this this part, I think, is, is just important to point out and not dismiss. I do think it's also funny, though, that she, like, puts features in, like, a, in like a um, nationality sense rather than, like, a, a ethnicity sense. They're, like, yeah. clearly Mexican features, like, people from Mexico have these features. Like, that's not how you... Like, I mean, describing people by, like, their facial stuff in terms of, like, their race or ethnicity is already kind of, like, not great. But, like, you don't really say... When you do do that, you don't say, like, oh, they have, like, American features. Like, that's not... Have you ever said that when someone is like, yeah, they have a Canadian nose. Like, clearly Canadian-looking person. Like, that's not how people do that at all. (laughs) Well, and, like, if she's getting real about it, what we know as Texas is Mexico. Yeah. And what we know as California is Mexico. So like what part of Mexico stretch, yeah. Like if she's talking about what we know as like Northern California, which used to be Mexico, then like sure. Right. This person could have had pale skin. Mm -hmm. But like I know that's not what she means. No. Because she didn't think authors never think about it as much as like the people analyzing it do right so it's just like stephanie stop (laughs) just mm. anyway i just i felt like it was important that as much as we talk about trauma and ableism we talk about some of the like race stuff there too Mm -hmm. okay anyway so the three women that are there maria and nettie and lucy are gonna kill jazz spoilers but like also not (laughs) but like Um, don't worry he's fine yeah he's fine the one part of this that is sad also is um jazz saying i had not been taught to fear women but to protect them so the reason i know i know so the reason that he didn't feel any issues there well he actually does it mentions in this story that he had felt some kind of like issues in his adrenaline and stuff but he didn't feel the need to run away mm-hmm. was because he had been taught to trust women and yet here they are betraying that trust and that's just like it sets the how his story with maria is gonna go yeah and that's so fucked up oh god and also what a way to like 
weave in some, like, internalized misogyny to be, like, have this one character who's actually genuinely being, like, oh, like, my whole life, like, I was always, like, you know, respected women that I always had a lot of women figures in my life and, like, I looked up to them and stuff. And then immediately just have all these women turn on him right. and then give him that sort of, like, idea of what, how women are and stuff. Blah. It's like, yeah. no, we could have had something, guys. No. <laughs> right. Stop. Yeah. Uh, so Jazz becomes Maria's pet, essentially. What? As a newborn, but then also just as a vampire in general. Um, he mentions that she taught him to fight and to be invisible to humans, and that when they did well, they were rewarded. And doing well to her meant converting people into newborns and then training those newborns. Mm. And the frustrating thing about all of this, of course, right, is Maria is not good for Jazz in any sense of the word. Um, <laughs> and he's struggling right so he's trying to just survive as much as he can and so when he mentions the when she puts him in charge he was like well I was being promoted it suited me but even still he's like having to kill these newborns before they turn a year because that's when their power is the strongest Hmm. and like that's taking a toll on him. Yeah. And so it's so fucked up. Oh, baby. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, he even mentions, like, I worship the ground she walked on. I had no idea that any other life was possible. Like, oh. babe, that's trauma. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. It just kills me. It kills me. Oh. Anyway. But also, like, wow, very clear signs of emotional abuse here. Like, people that think that someone is perfect and then doesn't realize that they're being manipulated by them and all that. Yep. Exactly. Uh, So, when they finally get enough of a group together... Oh, and I should mention, I mean, if you're not reading along, that the reason that Maria is doing this is for revenge. Like, it's all part of the same turf wars. Mm -hmm. Like, she wants to get her former home back for those red dots that we mentioned before. Um, so she has uh, 23, wink, wink, um, hey. unbelievably strong vampires together, and she was ecstatic for that. So some of those newborns included Peter, and Peter and Jazz are really good friends, which is good. Peter didn't enjoy fighting as much as everybody else did, even though he was good at it. So he ended up staying alive after the year mark which is not common and he ended up leaving and finds his mate charlotte and they come back to find jazz and are like hey just so you know life isn't actually like the way that maria is telling you it is mm-hmm. and he's like that sounds fake but, okay, but, okay i hear you <laughs> but mm. yeah and it, it killed, like, oh, my poor baby, it kills me. So he ends up leaving. It came at, like, a perfect time because he was already starting to, like, be tired of Maria anyways. And he had been traveling with Peter and Charlotte for a while at that point. But the struggle was is that the toll that Maria had taken on him was already there. And so even when he was fighting with Peter and Charlotte, like, it was starting to... Like, the grooves 
of trauma that he had were already there. And mm-hmm. so when he was fighting with them, it was already getting worse. Um, and so he mentions that, like, he had, like, depression and he hmm. couldn't understand what was going on with him. And I just, my poor son, he mentions that I, it got so bad that he, like, wandered away from them. Yeah. Until he goes to Philadelphia. And that's when somebody else decides to start paying attention to this story. A. AKA Alice. She's like, hey, now let me tell you <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck happened. Yes. Sorry, y'all uh, talking about me? Hi. Obviously. <laughs> and that's when she comes in to the story. Not only in Jasper's retelling, but also in present time. <laughs> and they... The, lo- the greatest love to have ever loved. Um, so he's in Philadelphia. There's yes. a storm. He goes into this diner. And as he says in this story, she was already there waiting for him. Oh. oh. <laughs> um, and she says that <laughs> it just, oh, they just make me blush. It kills me. <laughs> I can that- hear you blushing. Like, that's how... <laughs> powerful this is that's embarrassing but also true um (laughs) what a visceral description okay anyway um it was your face so she says to him that he'd kept her waiting a long time which like can you imagine somebody's first words like oh my god what a what a power play honestly right like hi you don't know me but you've you know, I've been waiting for you for a long time. You've been keeping me waiting, actually. That's some Taz shit right there. Oh, you know what I mean? But God, but, imagine whoever says that is Alice, and you're like, wow, well, whoever you are, I'm in love with you. Because you're perfect. Well, that's what I mean! Yeah. Like, oh! Oh, no, God. my God. Okay, so anyway, Alice shows Jazz that the world doesn't have to be all bad. Mm. And that's, like, perfect and amazing mm-hmm. and perfect and oh okay so anyway they go back and they meet the Collins and Jazz is told that there's another way of life and it's all perfect and when they get back to the Collins um they have a room there um at a cost so that cost of course um is that Edward doesn't have a room anymore no (laughs) So, during that time, Edward and Emmett had been on a hunting trip, and so he comes back and finds out that he has new family members uh, and no room. Yeah, so, <laughs> so one a little bit more of a bummer than the other, but that's up to you, man. So, so now Edward gets to be very bitter and write yeah. lots of angry poetry about it. Just in the garage, being like, no one loves me. I feel yep. so betrayed by my own kind. <laughs> I'm so lonely. <laughs> yeah. So that's where his story ends. Oh. And we get to be caught up. And the rest of the chapter is the Colons trying to figure out who is after them. And they decide that it's got to be some sort of newborn army. Mm-hmm. Whether it's the Volturi or some sort of turf war happening up in Seattle. And so what Carlisle decides to do is call the Denali's. 
and see if they'll help. Nope. Uh, but they won't. No. <laughs> no, they won't. And Bella says that she'd never seen Carlisle's innate calm so shaken. Oh. So Daddy Malfoy feels alone. And the chapter ends with Bella doing a roll call oh of God. everybody in the house and her being scared. But, like, when you say roll call, it's not like she doesn't go, like, Edward, are you here? <laughs> Rosalie, you are you here? <laughs> like, it's a hey, mental... Hey, are you here? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Al- you... Alice, are you good? Emmett, Emmett. <laughs> It's um it's a mental roll call because she's like, Oh cool, if no one else wants to help us, even though like nobody's returning Carlos phone calls, even though he's the sweetest man that's ever happened to this world, one of us is gonna die and then she literally just looks at every single one of them and is like, Emmett, Edward <laughs> yeah. It's like girl, please, we know who's here. We've been following these people for like a billion books. We know. We know. Yeah. Roughly like 1,500 pages at this point. Oh, God. Sorry. So, chapter 14, declaration. As I mentioned before, the filler chapter. Yeah. So, Alice is still dead set on... Dead set. um, (laughs) On this graduation party. And gross. (laughs) But same. And even though they're graduating tomorrow, today, right now, I don't know. Who knows? It's too soon. Yes. But... Alice is set. She wants to commemorate the good stuff. And she is invited roughly 20,000 people. Yeah, basically all the Pacific Northwest plus a couple people. (laughs) Yeah, including people from the Southwest, including Renee, um, who was supposed to surprise her for her graduation, but cannot come. (laughs) Shocker, because Phil... Phil, sitcom Phil, uh, has had an accident. Oh, Phil. Um, on the ball field. Oh, my God. Like, we've talked about this before, but it's clear that Stephanie doesn't know a lot about most of the things that she's writing about. Never. <laughs> One of them is baseball. <laughs> like, I don't know anything about baseball, but reading this, I definitely know more than <laughs> the way that she's describing things. I know so much about baseball. Yeah. And reading this sentence sent me on a journey sure. to a place that doesn't exist, actually. I, what does demonstrating a slide mean? Like, you gotta teach them, you know? You gotta make sure they know how to, how to slide. How to like the it. cha-cha slide? Like sliding onto a base, my dude. But the, what if you, cha- what if somebody you cha-cha slide onto a base? Honestly? I'm gonna do it right now. They'd win the game. <laughs> Fuck the Charlie Brown. Oh shit. Oh shit. I'm gonna do the colon slide. Oh no. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> you can't uh, just say things and I'd be like, it's fine. It's, I'm just, it's fine. I'm just saying. It's just whatever. I'm just saying. Oh my um, god. <laughs> so, anyway. My favorite thing about this, though, is, so Bella calls Renee, right? And she's like, tell Phil to totally get well soon. I don't really need to talk so much, though. I desperately need to study for my finals. <laughs> it's like, yeah, Bella, totally. You, you haven't picked up a book all year. All year. I don't know how, I don't, I don't, I just don't, I don't understand. It kills me. I don't understand. Yes. So... 
Edward and Bella are chatting, as they usually do, about nothing, as they <laughs> usually do. And they get on the subject of newborns that Jasper had been discussing, and they start talking about how strong Bella will be when she changes. Yeah. And my favorite thing about this, and it is important because it may be important later, sure. uh, is Bella asks how strong she'll be, mm-hmm. and Edward is like, stronger than I am. And she asks, stronger than Emmett? And he grins and says, yes, do me a favor and challenge him to an arm wrestling match. It would be a good experience for him. <sighs> so. It's been a while, like a very long time, since I've actually, like, read an interaction between them and be like, oh, that's cute. Like, it's been so long. Where they were yeah. like, it seemed like a fun little couple thing, or like they were having fun, or there was a little laugh there, a little goof. Like, it's been... Probably since Twilight, maybe. <laughs> but, like... <laughs> but this one, I was like, oh, this is fun. This is fun. This is fun. Because yeah. Bella's just so excited to be stronger than Emma, and just and then Edward's also very excited about that. And they're just, they're just having fun. There's just, like, no conflict. They're communicating. Oh, God. What is and this it's, like? It's just safe and pure. Yeah. And it's great. It's very pure. Yes. So, they finally decide because he needs to go hunt that Bella's going to go over to Jake's house because she, she can't, can't be, be by alone. herself. Yep. No. No. That's no. silly. Who? Bella? What? No. Yes. Come on. That's <laughs> ridiculous. Come on. So, we find out that Jake is a very sleepy boy. Yeah. And he has been pulling double shifts because Sam trusts no one. That's same. Uh, oh my god. Yes. And when she finally gets over there, they had made some plans to just hang out first and then go writing later. Yeah. But what ends up happening is he just falls asleep. I, I will say that he turns on episodes of Emerald and then immediately falls asleep. Okay. Leaving true. Bella to watch, like, five episodes of Emerald <laughs> just while he's uh, asleep. And then, like, staring at him while he's sleeping. Because she's wild. Well, yes. So, when he does fall asleep, and almost immediately as he falls asleep, Bella kind of drifts off to her mind palace. Yes, I do. Of, yes. And contemplates everything that's been going on aka this is a space for stephanie to kind of catch us up on everything Mm -hmm. that's been going on so we find out that finals are done hell yes hey that's great i don't know how she managed that but i don't know Mm. either we find out that the graduation party is still coming up we find out that bella is still contemplating this marriage thing that's going on and she doesn't really know still how she's going to tell everybody we get this very choice sentence of one plus one equals two um oh and then how could i possibly forget she has decided that she really doesn't want carlisle to change her she wants edward to be the one to change her because she quote wants his venom to poison her system gross stephanie i can't believe you made me read that out loud that's vaguely sexual and then quote it would make me belong to him in a tangible quantifiable way i just 
I just love romance, you know? Yeah. Like, when I think of love and romance, I think of being connected to a person because they put poison in my body. So, here's the thing. Yeah, I Does mean. Stephanie think that cum is poison? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Because what else is this about? Oh, my God. I can't believe two seconds ago you were like, Stephanie, how rude. You made me read something sexual. And then now you're like, let's talk about cum, shall we? Um, what else is this supposed to be about? Like Fucking turning her into a vampire, Allie. That's I know, series. but like... <laughs> I know, but like... In this Christian novel, mm-hmm. is this not metaphors? Okay, I, I'm I'm the one on this podcast that usually brings it to that place, and that's a stretch. <laughs> His venom to yeah. poison my system seems like a pretty literal interpretation of turning someone into a vampire. So yeah, I'm just saying. Anyway, keep that in mind. Oh my god! And so Jake wakes up, and okay, so back to this emerald thing. Y'all remember Emerald? Yeah, dude. Ah, the days. The safe days. The pure days. Ugh. I just, like, I miss him. I remember I went to his restaurant when I was in sixth grade. Oh, shit. And I stared into his eyes as he baked me a pizza once. Oh, shit. Like, the restaurant that he was there at. And I have never been the same. Whoa. Did you fall in love with Emerald? Listen. Bam. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you did that earlier and it still surprised me now. (laughs) I was waiting for the right moment. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean There it is. That's Amore, right? (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. So, anyway. What um, else happens in this chapter? <laughs> How could you forget the ending of this? Oh, okay, the so- fucking declaration, wink, 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 where, you know. <laughs> so they wake up, right? Wait, he wakes up, right? And <laughs> Bella's like, you need to chill. And and he's like, I gotta steal the Declaration of Independence. Bella, you can't stop me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gotta go so now. They go outside, right, so he can shake it off. Oh, my God. Uh, wait, we don't have the rights for that. And he decides that after all this time, he's going to fuck things up more in the form of, (laughs) on the last page of this chapter, when we are 50% of the way through this novel, confess his love for Bella Swan. Just like a nail in the coffin right there. It's like, oh, you thought this was done? You thought. Oh, you wanted a twist? Here you go. (laughs) Yeah. Although... Like, fucking Jacob makes it seem like Bella has zero idea what he's about to say. And, like, zero idea that he has feelings for her. Like, yeah. do you think Do you think she's literally g- just got a brick in her head? Like, do you think that she just is not <laughs> <laughs> paying attention? <laughs> like, why does everyone think that Bella's not competent and doesn't know how to read social cues and also just emotions and people? It's ridiculous. Like, come on. She no- sh- come on. Come on. What, Jake? You didn't think that she realized you wanted Netflix and chill today? Like, what? She she thought Mike Newton just wanted to be friends for, like, Ugh. a year. How dare you bring up his name? Fuck Mike Newton. It's a relevant part and to what Jacob is doing right now. More, like, irrelevant. I... I, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what to say. I just felt like You're saying doing something. Great. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. 
Oh, God. That's it, I guess. That's the fucking chapter. We're 50% of the way through, so... Thank fucking Christ. Oh, God. Woof. Eclipse is the... Woof, woof. Yeah. (laughs) Furries, am I right? Oh, Um, my God. And we're back. It's Ouroboros. (laughs) This podcast is just one big Ouroboros. (sighs) Oh, God. Hey, do we have a fan fiction to read? Yeah, man. We do. Um, Nice, dude. Okay. First of all... Yeah. Guess who didn't get sent a fanfiction this week? Listen, we don't want to call anyone out, but... Y'all what dropping the, the actual ball over. hell? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I was going to do a little calm. A little more calm, but... Uh, no, no. Oh, okay, okay. No. Get your head in the game. We went, like, 20 episodes without anyone sending us anything, and now you get one person that does... You get one week where we don't have one, <laughs> and you're pissed. You're furious. Listen. Yeah? I like the fame. Oh, The my fame God. life chose me. Get your head in the game. Anyway, this one is called Olympus is Falling. It was written by Fluffy Percussionist. Nice. And the <sighs> summary is a sentence that doesn't make sense to us. Twilight never happened. Olympus is becoming corrupt with power, so Bella and her family move to Forks about a month after the Cullens. With the war on the horizon, will Bella and Jane have time for love? A-U-O-C, genderqueer Bella, femme slash, slash, slash. Okay. Y'all. What is O-O-C? Oh, it's like, well, O-O-C is original character. I don't know what O-O-C is. I guess since Bella's not like an original, original character, but like she's adapting her and making her look different. That's what that means. I'm gonna Google it. Yeah, whatever. Um, but this is like the best case scenario because A, Bella's genderqueer. B, Twilight never happened. So, <laughs> like, we're already like real set. OOC means out of character. Oh, never mind. So. So, that's cool. Okay, and it was published on June 30th. Sick, dude. And this is from chapter three, and is from Bella's perspective. Okay, I don't see Rosalie again until lunchtime. When she was taken away by the guy, who I now know is Victoria's boyfriend, Alice and Victoria walked Jane and me to the office to get our schedules. Then we split ways, but not before Alice said she would see us at lunch. A careless nudge shakes me from my thoughts, and I glare at the unsightly boy who touched me. He flinches away from me and holds his hands up in surrender. I turn my attention away from him and back to my thoughts of the Collins. I told you not to touch Bella. Next time you lose a finger, Jane says without looking up from her book. The boy, Mike Newton, gets up from beside me and moves to the end of the table. I stab the limp food on my plate and look around the cafeteria. When my gaze hits the door, it opens, and the colons enter the cafeteria. Oh, I see you've noticed the colons, a girl with a nasal voice states brazenly. Intrigued, I turn my gaze to her for a second. She takes that as a sign to continue. The big one is Emmett. He's with the redhead Victoria. Then there's Jasper. He looks like he's in pain all the time. And his boyfriend, Edward. Sadly, all that gorgeousness was wasted on each other, she sighs longingly. My curious gaze narrows at her statement about Edward and Jasper, but I let her continue. Then there's Rosalie and Alice. Alice is a tiny one. She's the only friendly one, but she's, like, really weird. She has these moments where she zones out, and it's pretty freaky. Rosalie is the blonde chick. She's Jasper's twin sister, but she's an emo bitch. I don't let the girl continue with her rude descriptions of the Collins. A brief glance to my left lets me know that Jane is also close to losing control of her powers. I take a calming breath before I rip into the unsuspecting mortal. First of all, Jessica, I sneer her name like she's the scum of the earth. I wouldn't be talking shit about the Collins when you don't even know them. 
After all, the only reason you're this bitter is because you got rejected by not one, but two openly gay men. By the time I finish my second sentence, my eyes are narrowed into a glare so fierce, Hades would look like a puppy in comparison. So, and scene. Nice, dude. Wow. Wow. First of all, Jessica. <laughs> uh, always, like, in every iteration, she's just always killing it. <laughs> Wow. But also, like, fucking up a little bit. But it's fine. I think I just... <sighs> in every iteration, I just can't imagine anybody other than Anna Kendrick. You know? Yeah, you're not wrong. She's just so quintessentially Jessica. I mean, besides you, but yes. <laughs> wow. Um, Listen, those my, were real words. I just repeated them. <laughs> my struggle is imagining Emmett and Victoria. Yeah, that's the move. That's a fucking pair if I've ever heard of one. Jesus. Ugh, damn. Oh, boy. Well, anyway, as we say in forks, get bit. Oh, hey, guess who still coded his mic and took over the end credits? This is an Earbud Media production. You can pitch a show to our fabulous network at bit.ly slash earbudpitch. Some of our current shows that I'm happy to call a sibling are Femmes Fuck and Strange Little People. Our network's Twitter is at Earbud Media, and you can follow us everywhere on the internet at Into the Twilight. If you're helping to pitch us some money, you can do so at patreon.com slash into the twilight, and you can do so for as little as a dollar. You can get pins and books and help us with live streams, all those goodies. It would also mean a lot to us if you can rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. And if you have a couple of seconds, you could also help us a lot with doing our survey, which you can find at bit.ly slash into the survey. Our amazing artwork is done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at yourghosthost44 on Instagram. Our amazing music was done by Eli Krauss, who you can find at kraussfilms.com. You can find Cody at Cody Captures and me at 23ofme on the internet. You stay until the end, check you out, good job, and we'll check you out next time. Bye. Hey, Dan. Hey, what's up, John? I just wanted to uh, confirm that we were recording Monday. Yes. Uh, what are we recording for? Oh, it's our new podcast. Our podcast, the the, the Strange Little People one. Strange right? Little People, yeah. Yeah, the one on Earbud Media Productions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find it on YouTube. You can listen to it. The one that we update every Wednesday. Every Wednesday, dude. When we have new guests all the time. Sometimes. Sometimes. Most of the time. Yeah, and we talk about current events and stuff. People should listen to it, right? Uh, yeah. It's, it's something cool. I think people would like it. Um, I mean, you don't have to, but I, mean, I hope you would. Did you put out the ad yet? The uh, flyers? Yeah, I, I'm doing it right now, as we speak. No, you're sitting down. You're no, not... no, this is happening right now, as we speak. John, why did my hand just go through you? Oh my god. John. We'll talk about it next week.